0: Back to Mage Hand High Five. I'm your host, Casey Pappas, and with me as always are our players, ranked from least to most likely to get into a fist fight in a Waffle House parking lot. <laughs> Max Weinberg. All right. <laughs> Stump playing Stump Steenling, and
1: uh, I feel vindicated <laughs> for this ranking. Robin <laughs> Linkenhop.
2: Always in the mid range, playing <laughs> Hayden Kincaid.
3: Yeah, we gotta have Robin top out on something one day. <laughs> And
0: Sarah McStay.
3: An honor. Um, (laughs) Playing Salome Briar. Back at full health after being at 1HP last time. So (laughs) Truly so thrilled to be at the
0: top of this list. Robin, someday you will not make the middle of our rankings.
2: I do have to say that going to Waffle House after playing D was a time-honored ritual all throughout college. I was never in a fight, but I witnessed several.
3: It's because you're level-headed, I think. You have, like, you have your wits about you, (laughs) I I'm soulless
2: and dead inside and have no actual emotions of my own. I just mimic them.
0: (laughs) It's scary. And on that note... (laughs) Let's dive right in. Woo! Last time on Mage Hand High Five. After discussing the specter seen only by Salome... The party pursued the miners, using the help of Hayden's tracking senses. They came across the two gnolls from the previous fight, and, after killing one, held the other for interrogation. The gnoll, named Ragtag, revealed that the group is working to open a massive door in Fordfall's mine to release a being known as the Red-Eyed God. The god had been communicating to the miners telepathically, promising rewards. The group resolved to kill Ragtag with Stump ready to shoot him as he fled. However, remembering his old life, Stump decided against it, and asked the others for help in staying on the straight and narrow. The group entered the mine, and soon discovered they were being followed. We left off with this mysterious stranger, critically failing their stealth roll and getting a mouthful of dirt.
2: (laughs) Delicious. Pickaxe goes flying
0: through the air lands pretty far away from them and you hear a very audible oh fuck <laughs> 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 oh, no. buddy are you okay <laughs> Salome's is just in the dark like oh my god who was that what happened y'all okay <laughs> it, immediately the figures little hands shoot up in the air and they say alright don't hurt me I was just following you don't hurt me <laughs> I mean, it wasn't
2: in my agenda for the day, but you know what? We might make some plans Jim. <laughs> oh, no.
3: Wait, wait, Hayden, hold on one second. I can't even see. who Who
0: is this? Who are you? This little figure gets to their feet, and you're able to see a little bit more of them. You see that this person is on the small side, has long flowing white hair, long scraggly beard, and covered in... Well, coveralls.
2: <laughs> All right, sweetheart, I'm going to need you to keep those hands exactly where they are. And tell me, who are you
3: and why are you following us?
0: Hi. My name's Philomena Fiddle Faddle. Sure. <laughs> of course it is.
3: <laughs> well, you know, ain't that just a lovely name? Thank you,
0: darling. I was born with it. <laughs> I suppose you were. <laughs> I, I well, I was just fiddle following you. <laughs> and <laughs> was following y'all because I've never seen you before. And... There's a lot of people down here who are scary and are involved in some sort of cult. And I thought y'all might be as well. But from the looks of it, from the looks of the, you know, not so insane look in your eyes and the not so crazed manner of your (laughs) speech, it doesn't look like y'all pray to the red-eyed god. So hopefully that means that y'all won't kill me anyway. Full
2: disclosure, we are not with them. We were following them to try and stop them from blowing up some kind of door with a whole big old ton of fire powder and unleashing said red-eyed god. So I have a feeling you're on board with
3: not letting that happen?
0: Oh, shit. They're blowing up the door?
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did see some signs outside that said this place might be kind of an unstable structure. So, you know, not sure how keen y'all are on having things blow up in here.
0: E-not? Okay. So y'all are getting to the door.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, we're trying. Uh, honestly, we could really use some help if you're... Well, uh, one second. Hayden Stump, she doesn't seem like one of them red-eyed guy people, does she?
2: Oh, yeah, that's a sweet little lady with a big old beard. Oh, yeah. Nothing to worry about.
3: Thanks. Oh, well, shoot, now you're making me wish I could see her. That sounds gorgeous.
1: I mean, I could whip up a light real quick.
3: You know, it's actually kind of nice getting to know somebody without even being able to see them. It's, it's kind of a beautiful experience. But uh, anyway... Yeah, we could honestly really use some help trying to find the door, and uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to ask you for too much, but if you know of a place where we could maybe rest up for a bit, that might be real helpful. At least for
2: me, I don't know about y'all. The idea would be if we could, uh, not to get into a cliche here, but if we could head them off at the pass, that would really <laughs> go a long way to making this easier.
3: Look, somebody had to say it.
0: <laughs> well, she, she, you, darling, you're speaking my language. <laughs> All right, so a couple things. One, if they're going the way I think they're going, then they're probably not going the way that I would go, which is shorter.
2: Love that. Okay, it's
0: good. (laughs) Oh, great. Uh, She picks up her pickaxe and slips it into a loop in her coveralls, and then she wipes a little bit of blood from her chin, she goes, (laughs) (laughs) So, you're following them, and they're headed down that way, right? And she points down the length of the tunnel.
2: That's where the blood trail's going.
0: Great. Well, if I remember correctly, and I always remember correctly, there's a side <laughs> tunnel that we can access that will cut about a couple hours off of the trip.
1: Oh, oh that, let's
0: Yeah, let's take perfect. that. Let's, let's do that.
2: You are singing my lullaby, sweetheart.
0: Great. Uh, there are a couple things that I do need to tell you about as we go down this path. And... You you see her sort of scamper on down the tunnel, and then pretty quickly she turns and then dips into a hole that is sort of disguised behind a rock.
2: (laughs) All right, gather up the bustles. We're going in a hole. We're going in a hole. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
3: We're going in a hole. I kind of try to gather up my dress into more of a manageable wad.
2: Can we? Do you need all the petticoats? You seem to have layer <laughs> upon layer
3: here. Oh, you know what? That's actually a good idea. I take off three of the six petticoats I had on.
1: Oh, fantastic! You, you could have taken those off the whole time. Oh my God!
3: Well, look. I'm sorry. I forget they're there. They're real comfortable. Okay. Look. Okay. I took off three. I've only got three left. Anyway, we're going in a hole. Y'all might have to guide me to the hole guide me to the hole oof anyway (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean it like that
0: guide me to the hole I'm
2: asexual
0: and afraid (laughs) asexual and afraid is our other podcast Uh, (laughs)
3: welcome to ace and afraid I'm Sarah McStay and I'm here by myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) great so you um, continue you turn and jump down this hole. Uh, you see that it's it's pretty short. It's like a sort of a hole that leads to this five-foot slope that uh, leads into a, another smaller tunnel. Uh, and you see Philomena standing at the bottom waiting. Well, I guess uh, two of you see Philomena standing at the bottom waiting. And Salome sees nothing. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh,
1: Philomena. Uh, yeah? While we're, while we're walking, do you know how many people, how many red-eyed God, people that are here. Like what are we what are we working with?
0: Um That's a great question. I didn't get a great a very accurate head count when I went and introduce myself to them. But there's the big guy. There's a couple little guys. There's the door? The door's the door's a person? I I don't know. See, okay. Back when I lived in these tunnels by myself. That answers many questions, yes. There were a couple of... (laughs) There were a couple of rumorings, and I was sensing that there were other people in these tunnels. And I was sensing it by seeing their tracks on the ground and hearing them moving things around. I was feeling all neighborly, so I decided to say hello. And they wanted me to join their little gang of people who... Worship a door and I said no thank you and they didn't want me to leave so I had to I had to escape but while they were taking me around to look at the door it started whispering to me did it have a mouth that moved or did it go just right into your mind oh no it had one of those freaky voices that you don't hear with your ears Ooh, one huh. of those noted yeah and it showed me showed me pictures so
3: yeah i mean nutshell just while we're walking what kind of pictures
1: did it look like any of these and stump just pulls out like a wallet that has just and like flips it down and it has just like a (laughs) roll of photos of (laughs) his family and like different like on picnics and like uh sally's first steps
0: oh Oh, shit is this your family uh yeah such a beautiful little family oh my god stump i gotta see
1: these pictures later uh thanks uh like, was the door showing you their family pics, or
0: uh, <laughs> were they like... no. Well, I don't know. Unless their family is, like, a giant city of black glass, I would assume not. Oh.
2: Yeah, that's concerning. Hey, Philomena, how about you... Can you just walk on ahead just a little bit? I want to hang back and converse with my compatriots for just a, a brief moment.
0: Oh, y'all want, like a like, a side huddle that I'm not... Uh, That I'm not privy to.
2: Yeah, it's it's a family thing. You know, it's nothing. Yeah.
0: Hey, hey, y'all don't worry about it. I just met y'all, and y'all are like thick as thieves. Y'all been friends for years. (laughs) And she scuttles on ahead. (laughs) I start going with Philomena until somebody pulls me back.
3: (laughs) Oh
2: shoot!
0: (laughs) Sorry, y'all are back.
3: Okay,
2: what's on your mind? Uh, I'm a little bit concerned that this magic door thing might be. Manipulating people So I just want everyone to Emotionally steel yourselves for If we get up to this door and Philomena starts acting -er, (laughs) strange-er That we might need to address that Yeah
1: That's fair
2: Also we
3: need to keep an eye on that for our own minds Just, you know, for safety Yeah, good to keep in mind Uh, Casey Having grown up out here Is a city of black glass like something that I would have heard of or something any of us would have heard of?
0: Is that familiar? You all each have probably heard of the city of black glass in different ways. For lower class people, it is sort of an urban legend, a, a myth. It's kind of like the city of Atlantis. It's like, it's something that would be very cool if it was real, but most people agree that it isn't real or never was. Hmm. Um, And there are like dedicated few who are convinced that it is, uh, who might even, you know, journey out into the desert in search of it. Um, Salome, in the higher social stratas, it's even sort of become a kind of a joke, yeah, it's it's a joke that like poor people would go out find the city of black glass and get rich. So oh, icky. It, it's a it is a an urban legend that poor people believe.
3: Okay, so I would have been raised with the former and then experienced the latter attitude in three. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's gross, and I don't like that.
2: So, gang, just to clarify, we're not going to try and you know go check out the city of black glass because I've heard some things and hmm we might
3: be able to get some moolah out of it.
1: I mean, if we can find a way to get there, sure, but I don't think that we need to make that, like, priority number one.
3: Yeah, my mama and my in-laws always said it was kind of a, an urban legend, so I don't really know what kind of luck we'd have trying to find it, but oh, we could try. Oh, all right, I...
2: I heard some inaccurate things from a friend of mine. Don't worry about it. We should keep
0: moving.
3: Uh, Philomena? Hey, look, it could be out there. You never know. I mean, it's a big old desert out there. Anything could happen.
0: Rat 100% has been was at one point like, if we find the city of Black Glass, like we'll be set for life. Yeah, perfect. Let's go. He had a 10-point plan. <laughs>
3: hey, Philomena, you can probably join us again. I think we're all good here. Filomena's like off in the front
0: singing, whoop a tao, get along, little doggies. <laughs> oh, shoot, I love this one. Uh-oh, y'all, y'all <laughs> done with your side parlay?
3: Yeah, I think we're about done.
0: Yeah, so Finalmina sort of journeys back, and she says, great, I mean, I guess we're continuing forth right now, but shall we continue forth as a quattro, as a quartet, as <laughs> yeah. a as a four, four as a quartet, <laughs> quattro. Forsum. Uh, quad? A, 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 uh, yeah, I guess you guys. It's a, a four? Quad? Quadruple? Quadruple? Like a four. Sure fourdle? why not? A fupple? <laughs> a, a what? A fupple. I'm I believe that's fourple. I thought you said a fuckle. <laughs> I mean that works too. I mean Salome can't even see in here. Okay. Well, hey. I just met y'all and I'm happy to be a part of your fuckle. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no, me, no, no, no.
1: That's, I think we've given you the wrong, <laughs> that's uh, the wrong not
3: idea. Salome's also ace uh, and afraid. I think, I think now is a good
1: time to just uh,
0: <laughs> move on uh, now. Great. <laughs> Great. As you say that, the tunnel sort of begins to widen, and you very quickly come to a precipice. Mm. In front of you is a, a cross section of an underground ravine. And you see that at some point, there was a suspension bridge spanning this ravine from where you are to where the tunnel continues on the other side. However, you see that there has been a massive silt spill Mm -hmm. from the ceiling. And so there is now sort of silt coming down into this ravine. And... The bridge is partially submerged in this mound of silt. Is there water going through it? No. Hmm. If you step in it, you get the sensation that it would become very difficult to traverse.
2: Mm. Gross.
3: Well, hey, if we got our hands on all that fire powder, I wonder if dumping it in here might be a safer way to to get rid of it than blowing it all up in the middle of the mine.
1: Um, we could. I mean, if we want to schlep... <laughs> five crates of fire powder back to this spot sure i think we might be a little bit more dire of a situation when we run into it well hey a girl can dream hayden you think you could shoot an arrow or a crossbow bolt with a rope tied to it to the other side of this bridge
2: casey does that seem like something that hayden would be able to do
0: i think that with Hayden's background. I think that Hayden has the potential to do it. I think it would come down to a uh, survival role. You
2: know what? I will try my best. <laughs> That's all anybody can ask for. That is a dirty 20 survival check.
0: Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. And what, <laughs> All right. So you were going to fashion this rope. Where, are you, where were you going to attach it?
2: Trying to fire a crossbow bolt across to the other side so that there's a rope that we can kind of shimmy across with
0: Uh, yeah so you line it up you fire this crossbow bolt it sails across the canyon you hear it make purchase into the rock wall on the other side damn what'd you shoot that with it went directly into a rock talent (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> what hell, you got plenty of it.
0: Um and you find a place to sort of tie it off on this side. And you test it and it feels stable.
2: I wouldn't put your entire weight on just the one rope. Uh, you know, crossbow bolts not notoriously the sturdiest of objects, but it should be able to give you enough purchase.
1: I mean, I'm kind of small. I could go first because I weigh the least and then maybe hold it. Go
3: for it. Yeah, if you don't mind. I mean, you're the one with a family at home.
0: (laughs) Well, then maybe I'll go last and see how y'all do. (laughs)
3: No, no, no. Don't let me talk you out of it. Okay, I'll go first. (laughs) Yeah, you try it.
0: (laughs) Great. So you sort of make your way forward to the edge of the canyon. And for the first 15 or so feet, it's pretty easy i mean it's just traversing a rope bridge and then there's this sort of massive silt pile that overruns the suspension bridge it is pretty nasty you're not quite sure what it is exactly like it's sort of this like silty mess i mean is it is it shit is it poop (laughs) no okay god no, yeah. There's this 50 metric ton pile of shit. Uh, no.
3: Oh, so that's where it all goes. Just all God. of it. All of it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They rounded up all the shit in this world and put it in one place. Look at that.
0: Yeah. This is this is the shit room. Did you not know? <laughs> Some falls from the ceiling as I'm crossing.
3: Well, you know how it all magically disappears. I just never knew this is where it got off to.
0: God, <laughs> this is the worst room that we've ever created. Um, <laughs> Let's
3: uncreate it, please. <laughs> <laughs> what hell mouth is this? Great,
0: I am banishing that room back to the abyss, <laughs> and you are continuing across this not-shit silk pile.
3: Hey, <laughs> don't watch out. It sounds like you're stepping through shit.
0: It smells like shit too. But it is decidedly <laughs> not. Philomena says, I don't think it's shit.
3: Well, I guess you never know.
0: Great. You make it all the way across. And who's going next? Philomena, so why don't
2: you why don't you go on ahead? Since you can't really see that
3: well, I'll be able to,
2: you know, bounce you out if you need some help.
3: Yeah, sure, okay. Um, uh- <laughs> I want to take one of my three remaining petticoats and fashion a little zipline and go across that way. Just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What
0: check would this be? <laughs> this is going to be a check. I just don't know what check it will be. It might be acrobatics.
3: <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do it. It's probably not athletics as much as I'd like it to be. Can I give the help action? Ooh. Just
2: like helping
3: her how re-
2: reinforce the petticoat so that it doesn't rip? Oh, yeah. Hayden, you can see a little better than I can. Can you help me
3: fasten this thing to the rope real quick? Oh yes, absolutely. That's a great idea. Thank you, darling.
0: Yes. Okay.
3: Oh, that is a seventeen and an eighteen on the dice. <laughs>
0: oh my God.
3: <laughs> Nothing to deck, so that it's an eighteen.
0: <laughs> Incredible! You zip line <laughs> across the ravine.
3: Whoa, that was fun.
0: And make it to the other side. Y'all, we got to come back here and do this again after we deal with the whole death cult situation. Incredible. <laughs> it is now down to Hayden and Philomena on this side. And Philomena turns to you, Hayden, and says, Well, uh, you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Or how? 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 how, how? <laughs> you know what, Philomena? You go right on
2: ahead. I'll be immediately behind you. Okay.
0: And she starts to make her way across.
2: I am, li- I am literally right behind her. I am. <laughs> oh, no. I have even the slightest fear that she could cut this rope with the pickaxe when she's on the other side. I'm like, I am not going to be left behind. I'm going to be right up on you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she sort of looks over her shoulder. She goes, you're really breathing down my neck, darling. Isn't it intimate? (laughs) Isn't it lovely? Yeah. uh, Well, okay. I mean, mm. (laughs) (laughs) you both reach the other side. She quickly jumps off and goes, cool. All right. Whoo! All right. That was the giant silt pile. Everyone waved at the giant silt pile. Must we? Hi, giant
3: silt pile. Waving the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: y'all talked about two things that you wanted to do. One of them was visit the great red eyed god (laughs) door (laughs) thing, and the other one was uh, maybe rest up.
3: Yeah, I mean, if we got time, I gotta be honest, I'm I'm hurting.
0: I'd put us at a couple hours ahead, depending on how far ahead they were of you. Not but too far, honestly. I actually have a little camping place in a tunnel near here. Because when you live down here, you gotta have like five or six different places that you live. You know, just in case the giant bug people take over. <gasps> so what? I'm sorry, I've did got... you say giant? bug people? <laughs> yeah. The giant bug people that make um, you go insane if you look in their eyes. Oh, One hell. terrifying
3: enemy at a time, please. Okay, see, but now I feel like there's something crawling on my neck. Stump, can you just make sure there's nothing crawling on me?
1: Uh, no, Salome, there's no giant bug people on you. Yes. Okay, yeah, um, but it just
3: feels like something's moving.
2: So you said something about a camping space? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's
0: around the bend. And so we'll just go around there and then um, do a little camp. I'm excited.
3: Well, I haven't been camping in far too long. It's like
0: a like a sleepover with with my three best friends.
3: Whoo! Yeah, can't wait.
2: Hayden is. (laughs) quietly thinking about the far too close contact that they just had with Philomena moments ago and going, hmm, I should rethink every choice I've ever made in my life.
0: Without another word, Philomena just like spins on her heel and begins walking down the cavern and is just like, try to keep up!
3: Just bumping into shit. <laughs> it's
0: almost just like a little bumper car, just like boom.
3: Hey, don't mind me, the dress is padded I'll get there someday.
0: Great. Y'all round this corner and you see another of those arches through this little archway. There is a little room. There are cots. There is a little stool and table and uh, Philomena has flopped down onto one of the beds and she says, feel free to pick a cot. (laughs) Well, thank you. You might have to help me find one first. Philomena lights a little oil lamp. And says, just for our friends who can't see in the dark. Oh, appreciate it. And then, how do y'all lack canned corn? I mean, I could go either way. I don't know. That's fine.
3: Look, we are tired and we'll eat anything you give us. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You see her dive under one of the beds.
3: Oh, Hayden, honey, you look real startled. You okay? I thought that
2: I was supposed to be afraid of this disturbing elder god situation that we are about to walk into. I'm very concerned about canned corn lady, and I'm not
3: sure why. (laughs) I mean, she seems nice enough.
0: You see two fists, each with a can in their hands, shoot out from under the bed, (laughs) pop down the cans, and then vanish underneath (laughs) the bed.
3: Oh, Hayden, are you just not used to folks being real friendly to you? N-
0: n- no, no,
3: no. Yeah, no, okay, not. I get it. Yeah, we might have to talk about that later.
2: Yeah, we'll unpack <laughs> that at a safer time when we are not in a dark and closed space with this mysterious individual with a lot of
3: cans of corn. Well, she does seem to be looking out for us in her own way. I mean, maybe we just try on a little trust for size, see how it fits.
1: Just seems like maybe she just hasn't, you know, communicated with another person in a while.
0: We can only hope that. <laughs> Philomena has set down her can of corn. She's drawn her pickaxe <laughs> and ready to like puncture a hole in it. <laughs> oh, hi! can you get mine too? Absolutely. <laughs> the whole pickaxe just boom right through the can.
2: Hey, Stump. Yeah, what's up, Hayden? Can you just can you just check real quick and make sure this corn isn't poisoned?
0: Yeah, if you give
1: me uh, a <laughs> If you give me 10 minutes, I can do that.
2: (laughs) I can wait for corn.
1: I will uh, ritual cast uh, detect poison. Uh, Detect, yeah, poison and disease.
3: Hayden, stump, y'all gonna join us anytime soon? It's kind of rude to go to somebody's house and not eat their
1: food. Oh, yeah, just give me like 10 minutes and I'll tell you if we're good.
3: (laughs) You need 10 full minutes?
0: Yeah. If y'all aren't hungry, that's okay.
3: I'll just be over here. (laughs) It's like this for 10 minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The full 10 minutes.
1: Do I sense anything from these cans of corn? Or I guess
0: just the th- any poisons in the 30-foot radius? Yeah. On it, like, the can of corn is nearing the old side. That is the closest to poison that it gets.
1: Okay, yeah, Hayden, unless you're, like, deathly afraid of corn for some reason that we can talk about at a later date, it's
0: good to eat. Reluctantly, Hayden takes the can and goes, like,
2: bottoms up!
0: <laughs> so, y'all are short-resting, and as you do... Philomena is airing everything that goes through her mind. <laughs> she's talking about bug people. She's talking about the door of the red eyed God. Uh, she's talking about an event called the crackering.
3: Oh, now what's the crackering?
0: She goes, I, sorry, what?
3: What's the crackering? <laughs> I mean, we ought to get back to the red eyed God folks, but, but what's that?
0: Well, the crackering was actually what got this mind closed down in the first place. You see, long ago, there was a mining expedition that was uh, Ford Falls. Their main export was coal. Then, one day, the crackering happened. Nobody really knows for sure what caused it, but they must have blown up something, or they must have hit those giant plates that the world sits on. Maybe they cracked them together somehow or they hit something because the land cracked open beneath Ford Falls, splitting the town right in half.
3: Oh my God.
0: And that shut the mine right down. Is
3: the town still there?
0: Uh, The town is still there. Last time I checked, they were still up there. It's a little harder now that the town is split in half and there's a gigantic gorge right down the middle of it. But uh, they used a lot of their funding to sort of try and help make repairs. And then they couldn't export coal anymore. And Threed said something about not being able to give them any more funding (laughs) because it's a liability. Yeah, of course they did. And so the town is not doing as well as it used to.
3: Well, I can't help but wonder if there is anything like a door leading to a god underneath this mine if the crackerin' doesn't have something to do with all that. Maybe something got opened up that shouldn't have been opened up? Yeah, I wonder about that.
0: Y'all think it has to do with this red-eyed god business? It's, uh, very likely. That might make sense.
2: Well, this all becomes kind of a moot point if we get eviscerated by some elder god in the next few minutes, so we should probably get going.
3: Yeah, you're not wrong. I uh, I grabbed the little lamp that Philomena had lit.
1: I can make you a little light if you want.
3: Well, sure, all right, I'll take a little extra light.
1: Yeah, I grab a rock from the ground and spend a couple minutes tinkering on it and it starts emitting a light in a five-foot radius.
3: Now, Stump, that is a special rock. Y'all to make one of these and take it home to your baby girl.
0: Oh, she's got like 30 of those already.
3: <laughs> oh Yeah, that's fair, you probably do this all the time.
0: <laughs> Great, so y'all commence. There are a couple of twists and turns in the cavern after that, but there's no traps to look for. It's pretty straightforward from here. There are no branching side tunnels. It sort of just continues this direction. And then, at the end of the tunnel, you see a light. It doesn't look natural. It looks faintly red.
2: That is very unsettling, but I think that we've found our destination.
3: Sure seems like it. By the way, Miss Valamena push comes to shove we might have to blow up some of this fire powder to keep it from getting to the door i know this place has been your home for a long time so i just kind of wanted to see how that's sitting with you
0: well i mean the last time there was a giant cataclysmic event in this place it did take out half the town but that just means that there's another half of the town to take out Wait, that's a bad thing.
3: Uh, yeah, no, that's a real bad thing. No, we were we were hoping to get it somewhere where maybe it wouldn't be so catastrophic as it was last time when there was the, the what is it, the crack, the cracking? the cr-
0: the crackering, the crackering, yeah.
3: right? Uh,
0: the crackering, <laughs> the crackering.
3: Yeah. See, we really don't want to start another crackering if we can help it. That's very true.
1: Uh, so we previously kind of got into a run-in with these guys. If that were oh, to happen cool. again uh-huh would you feel comfortable being involved or
0: like fighting
1: yeah what do your fighting skills look like are you
0: i no ju- if you say you're not a fighter no judgment at all i'm just curious no let's listen, listen i have killed and i can kill again <laughs> jeez okay <laughs> i mean wow that's that's one way to put it i like
1: the way you talk i'm gonna start I using that I one i s-
0: well, I sort I sorta of swore it off years back, but I mean if push comes to shove, if y'all want me to kill someone, I guess I can just embrace that dark passenger once more. <laughs> oh, no. Um
1: I'm mean, I'm not I mean I'm sure we would love to help if it comes to a fight, but if you're not comfortable, no no needs. I totally get it. I've been there.
0: Listen, you y'all don't have to twist my arm, okay? If, if I've got to bury my pickaxe in somebody's skull, then it's just <laughs> got to be done. Wow, this woman is so at peace with herself. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll cross
2: that bridge when we get there.
3: Yeah. Wow.
2: Hayden is on the other side of the
1: room.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Salome just admiring her self-assurance. <laughs> is there any sign of
0: their approach? So, we're not in the room yet. It's over It's over the precipice. She walks towards the light that's emanating from the end of the tunnel and then once she gets closer to it she sort of like huddles down on all fours and scurries over closer to the ledge to sort of peek over. Do you do the same?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stay standing but I will... I will
0: approach. You all approach whether scuttling or standing and you see a massive room beneath you. There is what looks like a camp. There are different boxes and crates sort of scattered around that camp. And this room, I would say, is about the size of, like, an auditorium. Like, it's pretty big. Uh, You see a large tunnel exiting sort of out behind the camp. And then you see sort of the main feature of this room. You see a massive door. This door is circular, and there are... It's hard to tell from this distance what appears to be runes, writing, something etched into its surface, sort of circling the edge of this door. And right in the center of this door is a red light that is slowly pulsing, growing stronger and then growing weaker, growing stronger and then growing weaker. This door is about, I'd say, 50 feet tall, and it is built directly into the rock surrounding it. However, the rock surrounding it looks almost of a different composition than the rest of the tunnel.
3: Well, that's one hell of a door.
0: That's what I said when I first saw it. I said it was a hell of a door.
3: (laughs) Are we looking down on it, like, from above?
0: Yes, you are. If you look down from where you're perched right now, it's about a 10-foot drop to the floor. Oh, okay. So it's not too far in the air but you are up a little bit there is sort of a stack of crates directly in front of you and you notice disappearing sort of in the into the tunnel off to the left there is a minecart track heading off down the slope
1: casey is this are there any symbols that stump might recognize from a certain piece of jewelry he might be
0: wearing Stump, you push back a little bit from the others. You fish out the silver pendant around your neck. And you look at it. This door matches the pendant around your neck.
1: <laughs> so Stump looks at that door and looks at the amulet and just, what do we get ourselves into here? This is one hell of a last job. And it kind of hits him that this is how long it's going to take for him to get back to his family. And he puts the amulet back, he tucks it back into his shirt and uh, walks back to the group.
3: Step, me right over there? Yeah.
2: All right, gang, I have a couple of ideas. Let me know which ones sound hunky-dory, let's do them, and which ones sound completely insane. All
3: right, fire away.
2: Option one, we hang out up here And just fire away at anything that passes through that little minecart area. The safe one, not particularly interesting, but it does get him dead.
3: It's simple. It's elegant.
2: I like that. Option two, we head down the path a bit and just try to cause a cave-in or some other form of destruction to the minecart ride itself so that they can't get anything over here. Option three, I dress up my face to look kind of like our friend Ragtag, and head on down there, have a little chat, try and walk him into a trap.
3: I mean, I don't hate the idea of kind of caving in the, the cave around him. I mean, we can combine
2: options two and three together.
0: We don't see anybody, right? You don't see anyone. However, you do see a couple of lights from a couple of the tents.
3: Oh, so it seems like the camp is partially occupied.
0: Yes. Maybe not everyone is here. You you remember Ragtag mentioning a Goliath leader of the party, and More you remember trick, right? not seeing a Goliath with the party.
1: I'm concerned about any of us just kind of going in there and pretending to be someone else. You know, like that. Like that. Uh, this seems like a situation where that diplomacy might not prevail. They do
2: seem but mildly
3: was- insane. I mean, what we could do is go down into the camp and you know we might get into a little bit of a tussle while we're down there but that's okay.
1: Look how far you've come kid.
3: (laughs) Yeah I mean look I'm starting to have a good time I won't lie to you fighting's a little fun but you know if they've been planning all this for a while chances are they probably have saved up just at least a little bit of fire powder from other places so if we could find any of that we might be able to cave that big old tunnel in And stop that cart from even getting into the
1: room with us. Do we want me and or Hayden to go down there and check it out first? Because we seem to be the stealthier of the three of us. And also both of us can change what we look like. (laughs) I
3: don't know what you're talking about. I'm plenty stealthy and I trip over my own dress.
1: (laughs) Oh, sweetie, I I promise.
3: Shopping.
2: As soon as we're done with this, we're going shopping. (sighs) I just need to get something a little less voluminous.
3: Hayden, you and Stump want to go maybe... Check things out, and I'll, I'll I'll hang behind a little bit.
2: Absolutely, I'll knoll it up and I'll be stealthy. So just in case they clock me, I'm already raring to go with a disguise.
3: All right, I'll uh I'll, I'll stay a little far back behind you, but I'll come down after you a little bit just so I can get in if if we start
0: tussling. Follow you know, me, in a and says, "Where you want me going?
3: You want to come with me? Sure.
0: Or are you stealthy? Well, nah. She should stay with you. She should stay. She should not be coming on the stealth. That you know, pants." That, Okay, you, you did catch me tripping that one time.
3: Well, <laughs> Qu- let me know what what kind of what kind of skills you got in your back pocket.
0: Well, I can grow to like twice my size, Ooh. or shrink to a fourth of my size, and uh, I can turn invisible. You've been able to do that the whole time. It, it's something that just I can do because I because I'm a dwerger. That's <laughs> sort of just <laughs> right. part of it. You know That's- what? Just
2: some advice for the future. If you decide to become invisible and go wandering around and you trip and fall over, don't yell out, oh, fuck, oh, shit,
0: after you do that. <laughs> oh. Because you're probably still good at that one. That's fair. I wasn't invisible that time because i it's sort of a like I have to rest for a long time afterward, you know? Sure,
2: sure. I understand. Makes sense. All right. Yeah, you stick around with Salome. You know, be eyes and ears. I got you. So Hayden starts to focus. You see the iridescent feather in their cap start to sparkle and shimmer. That shimmer just descends down across the rest of their body and after some, what looks like a very uncomfortable process, you see Ragtag standing next to y'all. Holy fuck. Jesus. Holy fuck. No no, it's still it's still me. We're all good. Don't you- don't you worry your your Beardy little face. See, Hayden, that is a neat trick. It's it's kind of my meat and potatoes. The backwards knees thing is very difficult to get used to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So you climb down from the perch. I'm going to immediately have you roll stealth checks.
1: Absolutely. Let's see how this goes. That's a 15 for Stump. That's a 25 for Hayden. There it is. Jesus. (laughs) All
0: right. Yeah, you both lower yourselves into this cavern. You're now sort of crouched behind these crates. You see about five, ten feet away, there is the closest tent. And then there are a couple of other tents. You see there's like maybe five or six down here. And sort of this whole time, the ambiance of the room is this glowing red light blinking in and out, in and out. Where are you headed?
2: I think I'd like to... Get a sense of where the Goliath, uh, Mordrick? Mordric. Mordrick. Uh, I want to know where he is, and I want to just scope out to see if they have any more fire powder okay. than what they stole from the train.
1: But I was going to say just Stump just to see what there is down here, I think is what Stump was going
0: to do. Just okay. kind of like get a lay of the land. Yeah. Uh, roll investigation.
1: Now, this is my jam. Eh, kind of. Uh, Sixteen.
0: Okay. With sixteen, uh, you look at each of the tents. You see that they're all sort of identical. There's not really one that's like a like a master tent, like a a leader's tent. They seem to all sort of be of similar quality. You do notice, a cu- like most of the crates down here, uh, as you sort of scan them, they are stamped with. Food stores, um, lots of canned foods, sort of non-perishable things. A little bit closer to the tents, you do see one or two crates marked uh, highly combustible. But overall, those are the only crates that are closer to the camp.
1: And are there any crates near
0: the door? None that you can tell. In fact, it looks like everything within a... 25 foot reach of the door has been like cleared away. It's like the door just sort of stands by itself.
2: Now, if we started loading those flammable crates onto a minecart, how obvious would we be?
0: I will say it would be tough to do it silently. Sure. Uh, Because, like, someone inside a tent would hear scuffling outside. It's pretty quiet in here um the only sounds that are coming to you are like cave dripping noises off in the distance and beyond that it is
2: pretty quiet hey stump do you do you have a way of getting a hold of uh salome i
1: i don't other than waving my arms Mm.
2: All right, because if we could make somebody make a really big noise right now that was not us, that'd be real helpful.
1: What if we just lit one of the tents on fire? I so okay so so here so here hear me out with this plan. Just to cut to the chase, we push the two crates of fire powder to the entrance of this big area and we blow it up because we're probably gonna have to fight someone one way or another. so why not accomplish our goal while we're there And then as a distraction, we can light some tents on fire using the fire arrows you made earlier. And using the oil that I have left over.
2: As long as nothing flammable is near one of those tents and we cause the door to open ourselves. I mean,
1: we're already here. Let's have a little fun. I'm on board. (laughs) Don't you worry.
2: I'm on board.
1: So yeah, so I guess
0: uh, Hayden and I...
2: Yeah, you get into place. I'll get ready to fire an arrow.
0: Something that I want to bring up is carrying a heavy object while stealthing. Are you going to stealth these crates over to the entrance?
2: I think we're probably trying to move the crates as fast as possible.
0: Yeah, I thought we were just going to push them. Okay.
2: Hoping that the fire is enough of a distraction for us to get the crates into position.
1: Okay. So, okay, Hayden, (laughs) amendment to that plan. Yes, yes. It's already deranged. We can set the tents on fire, but what if we set all their food on fire instead? That's going to be a priority to put that out because they're screwed if they don't have any food.
2: Stump, I thought that your first idea was very upsetting and insane. This one is so much worse and so much more exciting to me, Hayden. Let's do it.
1: Look, I've done, like, I know I keep saying this, but, like, you'll fig- you'll learn eventually what I did. and uh... No
2: need to hem and haul. I'm on board with this.
1: I think it's great. Let's do it. Okay. Are the fire crates open? Uh, no. No, because they're, like, sealed? Yes. So Stump is going to continue to stealth over to where their food stores are? and is going to just douse all of their their crates of food and everything in oil, and then steps away and is gonna motion for Hayden to shoot. Shoot it, and then run over to the fire crates and push to the entrance. Absolutely, I'm all ready. Let's do this.
0: So you have about, I'd say 30 feet from the where the fire crates are right now to the doorway. Okay. Pushing them, I'm going to give you about half speed since Mm -hmm. you're pushing a heavy object. What if we dash? Uh, If you dash, you could get it there in six seconds, I guess. Cool. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Roll an attack throw on these crates.
2: (sighs) That is a 19 to hit.
0: And this is a lit arrow that you're shooting?
2: That is.
0: Okay. You shoot this arrow. It sticks into the side of one of the crates. And you see the fire slowly spread out across the surface of this first crate and then branch along the other crates.
1: I motioned as I as we start to run over to the fire, the fire powder. I'm going to motion for Salome and Philomena to get down here.
3: Y'all want us out there?
0: Yeah, come down. Okay, Can okay. You go? So the food crates are the ones that are right in front of the cave entrance that Philomena and salome are hiding in so they hop down and land behind these crates that are starting to combust oh okay no one has exited the tents yet mainly because fire doesn't make a loud noise until there's a lot of it so that's
3: even better honestly
0: this has not been noticed
3: yet i'll look over and make a little pushing gesture like Y'all think you need a hand with those? Yeah, uh, come over here. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'll go over to help with the crate pushing, and Philomena if, if she wants to as well. Okay.
0: You get there, and as you do, you hear it. oh, shit. Oh, time to move. You hear, fire, fire, fire. And then the sound of a lot of people exiting tents.
2: We got to get these crates away from the fire. Push. And we start <laughs> yeah. pushing.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like, as people are rushing towards these crates that are are now, like, fully ablaze, not very many people are paying attention to you as you're pushing these crates until uh, one person does look over and says, Hey, where are y'all going with those crates? We're trying to get them away from the flames. What do you think we're doing? All right. Well, here. I'll come help. Great. Come on over. And this stocky dwarf heads over... (laughs) to start moving the crates with you. And as he does, he looks at you, Hayden, and says, "Ragtag, I thought you were out on the mission. I got back. You didn't tell anybody?
2: No, I just got here. What are you talking about? I walked in, I saw there was a fire, and I was like, hey, let's
0: get the fucking flammable things away from the fire. (laughs) He's like helping push the crate (laughs) as he's saying this, and he goes, oh, okay, that makes sense. Who, Who the hell are these people? Oh, they're my prisoners. Roll a deception check.
3: Yeah, we don't want to blow up either, so we're just trying
0: to help for now.
2: That's a seventeen deception.
0: Uh, he rolled a three, so he goes, "You know what? That that makes perfect sense to me."
1: Yeah, Hell, why reals- wouldn't
0: prisoners help push these crates? You know, I gotta say, it was great.
2: I killed one of their friends, and I, I put on their outfit, and it has all these pockets, and it's
0: fan-fucking-tastic.
3: How dare you speak of them in front of me. Damn,
0: <laughs> Ragtag, that's kind of a fucked-up thing to do. But you know what? <laughs> all right. Yeah, but look how good I look.
1: Yeah, our friend was peeing also. <laughs> yeah, it was real gross. <laughs> and they kept drawing attention
0: to it. I don't know why. Where's Gorman? He was with you, Ragtag.
2: Yeah, there was a scuffle. We, you know, we lost one. It happens.
0: Jesus, Gormax dead? Yeah. Oh, damn. I guess that's how it goes. Where are we pushing these things? Oh, let's just get them over by the wall here. <laughs> the, the fire is still raging in the background, and people <laughs> are, like, going and, like, putting them out.
2: Yeah, let's just get them as far <laughs> away from the fire and from the doors as we can. Just get them over here, over by the, uh, by the mine cart entrance.
0: Sure, that... Hell yeah! Of course, that makes sense to me. Why not? Um, you start, you're pushing <laughs> it over. How bad is he rolling right now? <laughs> uh, he's rolling terribly. Are we at the Are we at the entrance yet? <laughs> we do it. Yeah. You're, you're, push, you're pushing it. You're almost at the entrance when you hear a loud "Hey!" Immediately, this guy who's helping you like straightens up and stops pushing and like turns, and you see a massive seven-foot-tall man standing in the avenue between the tents. This man has long braided hair and a long braided beard. His skin is pale white, and he is a goliath. Where are you pushing those crates? Sir,
2: apologies, sir. We're just moving the crates
0: away from the fire. Well, I think that's far enough. They're not likely to catch fire all the way over there.
2: How far have we gotten with these now?
0: I'd say you are about 20 feet from where you were, so you are two-thirds of the way to the entrance. And he says, that's plenty. Do you know that for sure? Are you an expert
1: in thermodynamics? Because I am, and I don't know how how far it's going to take to blow these things up.
2: Oh, yeah, this little scrawny guy, he's my, he's my prisoner, and apparently he knows all about this stuff. He told me, hey, we should get these crates out of here, and I was like, you know what? You're probably right.
0: And we're just listening to prisoners now.
1: I mean, he wants to stay alive. I mean, I'm sorry. We could push this
0: back to the fire. We could light it up right now if you'd like. Also, Ragtag, when did you get back? Literally seconds ago. Roll another deception check.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Hayden doesn't always roll well. That was a natural one.
3: Hey, Ooh.
2: fuck. <laughs>
0: the goliath whom you assume is mordric says okay ragtag the crates are fine where they are take the prisoners to your tent sure
2: absolutely we'll do and i shoot the dwarf next to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know when my roots has failed Roll an, roll an attack with advantage, uh, since oh, you're surprising to. the shit out of this little man.
2: He was so helpful. Oh, and I follow up my nat 1 with a nat
0: 20.
3: Hey! <laughs> hey get in!
0: Hayden, I'm not, I'm not going to make you roll. You turn and just <laughs> land an arrow straight into the meat of this dude's neck. You hear it. <laughs> and then he just collapses to the ground. All of you roll initiative.
2: I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. Ragtag is not here right now.
0: Uh, Hayden. Eighteen. Salome.
3: Eighteen, but with a lower dex modifier than Hayden, so right after Hayden.
1: Stump. A good old sexy nine. Ooh,
3: <laughs> sexy nine.
1: Sexy. Let's nine. get you together
3: with a good six. Seven, eight, nine. Nine liked it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Listen,
0: this is not a children's show. <laughs> oh my god. All right, first in the order is Hayden.
2: Absolutely, I'm gonna first uh, take a crack at our Goliath friend and then I'm gonna move this box. Okay. That is not, no, it's not, not gonna do it. That's an 11.
0: You fire your arrow and it glances off of, he has pieces of armor, like he's wearing coveralls with pieces of armor sort of strapped over them. And it glances off of part of his breastplate.
2: Fuck! Mm. Fuck! 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 All right, I turn around and I push my crate the rest of the way.
0: Great. Next in the order is Salome.
3: Great. I'm just gonna run after the Goliath and attack him. Okay. Uh, with boomin' blade.
2: Oh, and if I have any extra movement left on my turn, I will get away from the crate.
0: Yeah, you do. You do have a little th- bit of movement. Uh, you move the crate ten feet. That will take. That'll take twenty movement.
2: Okay, so then I'll just step an extra 10 feet away.
0: Yeah, you step 10 feet back.
3: Uh, Does a 17 hit?
0: Uh, 17 does hit.
3: Yeah. All right. I'm not going to smite yet. I only got one. So I'm just going to do the basic D8 plus five. And then if he moves, he's going to take more damage from Booming Blade. Okay. So I'm trying to prevent him from moving. Uh, That's 11 damage.
0: Great. Uh, You charge forward and swing... Uh, and catch him just at the hip. It's a good chunk, but he seems to be going pretty strong. Great. Next in the order is him. You see that he sort of, he draws from a sheath on his back, a sledgehammer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. And then he's going to try and just crack it down on you. Ooh. That is going to be a 21 to hit.
3: Well, that ain't a very nice way to treat a prisoner. Uh, yeah, that'll hit.
0: Alright, and that's going to be uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage.
3: (laughs) Oh, that ain't too bad. I sure hope it isn't. Is that the best you got, Mordric?
0: He then brings his hammer around for another swing.
3: Alright. That's a 19 to hit. Well, that just barely hits as well,
0: yeah. (laughs) That is. Ooh. That's going to be nine points of bludgeoning damage.
3: Well, that's a little better.
0: And he says, I will give you the chance to stop now.
3: Oh, honey, we ain't going to take it. Fine by me. That's real threatening, but no, we're good. Thanks.
0: And then he shouts to some of the others and points towards the crates. Stump, your turn.
1: Team, do we think if we blow one of these crates up, the other crate will get caught in its... Do I think that one crate will get caught in the others? Blast radius or do I got to blow both these up?
0: Uh, you rolled, I rolled a six two. on my.
1: Yeah.
3: You can also. Yeah. I mean, we like Hayden's got fire arrows. Like, there's other ways to light the second one if you want to light the first one. <gasps> there it okay. is. Okay, so here's the.
1: Oh no. So Stump is gonna use his cr- grab a crowbar from his pack and pop open the first uh, fi- his his crate with with the crowbar with his object interaction. It's also gonna say. Hey, Philomena, can you open up that second crate also? Maybe smack it open with your uh, pickaxe or something so we can get get it open. And is going to then use action to use Mage Hand to scoop a bunch out and kind of make a trail from my crate to the other crate that hopefully Philomena will open. Yes. There it
3: is. <laughs>
0: okay. And then run away as far as he can get. <laughs> okay. You sprinkle from one to the other with Mage Hand. You alert Philomena and you get out a dodge. Philomena, I need you to
1: open this crate, uh-huh. put a little pile on the ground in the line that I've made. And then like that, in the middle of the path that I've made, run the hell away. Okay. You got it?
0: Yeah. Great. <laughs> you have no idea if she got it.
2: I can only hope.
0: You, you, you run away. <laughs> Next are the miners. <laughs> can't even drink yet. I got kids working in here? Child, child labor laws in the Badlands are real bad. Oh, there's a lot of bad
3: things happening in this world.
0: <laughs> These are not the mediocre lands.
3: <laughs> <laughs> These are not the, the semi-comfortable lands.
0: Um, they're going to charge forward. Uh, I say three of them are going to charge forward towards the crates. They're going to use their full dash action to get to the crates. However because they use their action, they can't really do anything about the crates.
2: We love to see it.
3: Love so to see it. So they're just at them. That's going to be bad in a second. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, Philomena, it's her turn. She hooks her pickaxe under the top of one of the crates and wrenches it off. And then, uh, sort of haphazardly, just takes two fistfuls of powder and sort of scatters it. Ha. <laughs> and then she strikes a match and throws it down on the line and then (laughs) run away Well, (laughs) shouts fire
3: in the hole (laughs) run you gotta run away from the fire
0: run away and then she starts to run (laughs) that's the end of the round and as that happens a couple of things happen
2: cool great Great. I'm very excited
0: you all see the line on the ground Catch and just immediately starts firing in both directions yeah. towards the gunpowder, uh, the firepowder. Second, you hear the thundering of ba-dum, 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 of footprints and you see a light growing in the tunnel uh, around the bend.
3: Oh, well, hope that cave in works
1: or this fight's going to get real big, real fast. Hopefully, they only have enough movement to also stand right next to the exploding (laughs) fire grates.
3: It'd be great if we just caught them all in one place. (laughs) The most efficient combat ever. Kill like 40 birds with one stone.
0: (laughs) And then uh, something else happens, but none of you see it.
1: Cool. Hmm. Great.
0: Love that. Do we hear
1: the sound of thick necks coming down the hallway? Barely uh,
3: squeezing down the
0: hallway.
3: <laughs> God. I can't get through. My neck's too thick.
0: Yeah, you, you hear some people going, "God, my my thick neck."
3: Oh no, they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thick, thick necks, necks are, coming.
0: are coming. The thick necks are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, top of the order is Hayden.
2: Yes. All right. Taking a quick look at the spreading fire here. Does this look like it's about to take care of itself, or should I help it along?
0: You think that it's going to take a turn to get to the crates.
2: Great. So I'm just going to go after whoever seems closest to stopping the crates from catching and shoot them in the face. Okay.
0: There are the three miners who just reached the crate. You would assume on their turn, they're going to attempt to put it out. Cool. All
2: right. I will take the closest one to me, cast Hunter's Mark upon it. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to roll to try and hurt him. Go for it. 25.
0: That is going to hit. (laughs) Roll that damage.
2: (gasps) Absolutely. Woo! that's 19 damage.
3: (laughs) Get it. Get it, get it. (laughs) Every time you say your damage amounts, I'm like, yeah, there it is. (laughs) Yeah, you
0: you brain this guy. Like, you, (laughs) you shoot him and your arrow just Uh, lands in the side of his head, and he just stiffens like a board and falls over. There are two miners left getting ready Mm -hmm. to extinguish this fire. I
2: didn't mean to murder children.
0: (laughs) God. They started it, (laughs) honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Awful. Uh, Okay. Anything else you want to do on your turn?
3: No. Oh, you know
2: I'll back up further away from the crates.
0: Okay. So you went 10 feet away the first turn, And so now you are 40 feet away?
2: Yeah, I think that's a safe
0: distance. (laughs) Okay, great. Next in the order is Salome.
3: How far away is this fight that we're having from the crates?
0: You are about 30 feet away from the crates. Mm,
3: Okay, I'd like to be farther away than that. I'm going to take a disengage and just say, oh, excuse me, darling, you know what? On second thought, I think I'm going to back out of this one. Just give me one second. And I just disengage and run 30
0: feet back. Okay, cool. Um, you do that. Mordric does not re-engage. Uh, you run back. He turns stump. How far are you from the crates? Based on what happened with Hayden, 10 feet. 10 feet? Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he runs towards you. Is booming blade still a thing?
3: Uh, if the target willingly moves five feet or more before... Oh, until the start of your next turn. Uh, so no. Yeah. Bummer. But okay. that'd be cool. Sad.
0: That is a 18 to hit. Yeah, hits Oof. seven points of bludgeoning damage. Ugh, okay. Uh, and then he swings one more time. And that is a 13 to hit. That misses. Hey. He runs towards you, and as he Swings his hammer around, it catches you in the stomach and knocks the wind out of you. However, when he brings it around again, because you're doubled over, it whizzes over your head. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, You are meddling in things you know not about.
1: I know a lot. Not about this. How do you know? We just met today.
2: (sighs) He grunts in frustration.
1: (laughs) He
0: just grunts in frustration. Great. Uh, next in the order, Stump, you're sort of having this conversation with Mordric. He sort of <laughs> grunts like, and then you hear a, and you see an arrow sort of emerge from his, sort of his shoulder area. And he goes, oh, and you don't know where this came from. Wasn't me.
1: I uh, try. Everyone keep an eye out. There's someone shooting Mordric here. I mean, I mean great. Ah, friend, I don't know who you are, but welcome.
0: (laughs) Next in the order is Stump. Okay.
1: Mordric hits hard, and I don't want him to hit hard anymore, so. (laughs) Fair assessment. Unless, can I hit, if I were to scooch around Mordric, could I hit him and the two
0: people at the crates in a straight line? (laughs) Uh, Weirdly, I guess you could. I, I okay, I'll say that you catch Mordric and one of the miners. Oh, okay. Since they're sort of like heading towards the two separate crates, you can catch one of them. Mm. You know what?
1: I've been wanting to do this for so long. Yeah, so Stump is gonna scooch around Mordric to get in a line. So Mordric is in line with one of the um one of the miners mm. near the crates and is going to grab a vial. Probably more like a like a bottle, and unpop the cork and is basically just going to splash it in a 30-foot line in front of him, casting Tasha's caustic brew. Okay. You so kind of hear a Hah! And uh, <laughs> as the acid just sizzles through the air, they need to make a dexterity saving throw.
0: Okay. Mordric rolled a 13 and the other miner rolled a 7.
1: They are both covered in acid. Great. Yeah. And so at the start of each of their turns, they take 2d4 acid damage and okay. then they can either use an action to scrape it off or wash it off or another creature can use an action to wash it off with them.
2: Cool. Wash it off together.
1: Oh Red's lather, <laughs> repeat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so it's 2d4 poison damage? Yep, at the start of their turn. Okay, great. It is the miner's turn? Yeah, it's only 4 damage. Yeah. Okay. You hear you hear a sizzling noise <laughs> as this acid sort of eats into his skin. Mmm, That miner is going to use his turn because he's just so bewildered by the fact that he's covered in acid. He's going to use his turn. Let's roll up. Okay. I can't decide whether he's going to see the bigger picture here and put out the fire or remove the acid from him. So I'm going to roll a luck check.
1: What do you roll? A nat 20.
0: That's a nat one, baby. Yeah! (laughs) Love it. So, this acid really caught him off guard. As you would if you got hit in the back with acid. So, he starts frantically cleaning himself off. Going, ha, yeah, ha, hee, ha, woo, ha! As you hear a... Kind of like the sizzling of bacon. Jeez. Um, The... Other miner runs over and begins to stamp out the fire leading to Philomena's cl- uh, crate. And he succeeds in putting it out.
3: Well, Hayden, you still got fire arrows.
0: I do. It's Philomena's turn. <laughs> you see Philomena run, charge the mob of miners, pickaxe in hand, and she buries it <laughs> into the chest of one of them. Just. <laughs> rah, rah. Holy shit. (laughs) And she screams, I'm listening to you, dark passenger.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad she's on our side. I like
3: her. I don't.
0: (laughs) Um, Great. That round ends. You see the cart come around the bend and quickly approach. It's about 60 feet away. You see the dons hand over foot coming towards you. Uh, one of them still has an arrow embedded in its shoulder from when Hayden hit it. You see the people in the cart sort of look up like, like, what's going on over there? As the fire powder ignites. Boom. Everyone within... 40 feet of these crates needs to make a dexterity saving throw.
2: Does that include me being exactly
1: 40 feet away?
0: Yes. The DC to beat will be lower for you just a smidge.
1: Okay. I am shielded by Mordric
0: right now, technically. Okay. Your DC will be a little lower as well. Yeah. Cause I'm a little guy behind a big guy.
3: I think I'm 60 feet away. So I think I'm okay.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna make a save for Mordric and the minor and uh, the two miners. Uh, they all failed? Yes!
2: <laughs> well, I hope that Hayden's 13 is enough to
1: keep them safe from 40 feet away.
0: 13 is exactly the DC to beat. <gasps>
1: I hope that uh Stump's five is good Huck. enough to keep him safe. Uh, that is going to fail. I got something. Uh, is it, I'm assuming it's fire damage.
0: Uh, It's bludgeoning damage. <laughs> it's bludgeoning damage? Yes. <laughs> because it's an explosion. I need to calculate how much this is going to hurt.
3: Stump, what do you add HP-wise?
1: 16, but I'm wondering if I can use absorb elements is why I was asking if it's fire damage.
0: Mm. Absorb elements. What does that do? A spell captures some of the
1: incoming energy, lessening its effect on you and storing it for your next melee attack. And then I have resistance to the next type of damage, and then I can deal an extra D6 of damage of that type. I can do it to acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder damage.
0: Okay. Um, I think in this scenario, because you are shielded by Mordric, Mordric would take the brunt of the bludgeoning damage. I think there is a lot of heat to go with it. So I think in this scenario, you could use Absorb Elements just this once. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I love a just this one. Yeah, I'm going to
0: absolutely do that.
1: I,
3: we can bring you up. I just don't want you to die instantly.
0: Yeah, I'm concerned about dying, dying. Yeah.
3: That's so many dice.
0: So everyone in the vicinity that failed their saving throw takes 30 points of bludgeoning damage.
1: Holy <laughs>
3: shit!
1: Well, you're alive.
0: As Elton John once said, "I'm still standing." Holy shit! And like you're all knocked, pr- like everyone in the room is knocked prone. Oof. Does that include the other box also, or would that affect the other box? Oh, the other box exploded. Okay, great, cool. Oh, a hundred percent. Great, great. Yes, both boxes exploded. I mean, it's just, all like, for a second, you can only see white. And all you hear is that sort of, that ringing in your ears. You all have tinnitus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And, like, listen to it well, because that will be the last time that you hear that note. Because that's how tinnitus works.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: As soon as the light subsides, I look to see if the explosion has actually caused any sort of cave-in.
0: Yeah. Hayden, once the dust settles, you are able to sort of pick your head up. Like, you were thrown to the ground with force. You didn't take damage, but it, you're still a little sore. Sure. And so you sort of you sit up and you look, and the tunnel is partially caved in. Okay. There's still sort of a gap in the top, but there is a—you'd estimate a good 20, 30-foot mound of clay, silt, dirt, junk, rocks just piled into the middle of this tunnel, obscuring most of it.
2: Got it. All right. Uh, How's the door? You
0: look over— Roll a perception check. That's 18. Okay. With an 18, you see the door. It is completely unaffected. In fact, the glowing red continues to pulse as if nothing has happened. Man, I wish I was that door. (laughs) Salome, you were tossed to the ground as well. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What are your first instincts upon snapping back into where you are?
3: Um, I want to look to see if, first, if Stump's okay, and then how, and and Hayden, and then to see how Mordrick's looking.
0: Okay. Yeah, I want to I, I
3: check for Stump, Hayden, and Philomena.
0: Okay. You see Hayden. Hayden is sort of glancing over at the large door at the back. You also take a glance. Uh, if you want to roll Perception, you can, yeah. otherwise.
3: I don't know if it's going to glean much more, but that's... Um, 16? Uh,
0: yeah, um, same thing. Great. The door looks completely unaffected. Okay. The miners are sort of like all sort of flopped over the place. You see that some of the tents have blown over and the fire has been extinguished from the crates, just from the blast. Hmm. Like just, just put it out immediately. You don't see Philomena. You look over to where Stump is. Stump. You are at 1 HP? Yup. You're hanging in by a thread. Your vision is spinning. The blast is ringing in your ears. The darkness is starting to take shape around you. It's sort of thrown in shades of red that are increasing and decreasing from the light of the door. Uh, And you see a figure starting to step over you. Salome, you see that Mordric has struggled to his feet using the sledgehammer as a crutch. And has started to pick it up uh, and is looking down on Stump.
3: Oh, fuck. How far away am I from him?
0: You are... Ooh. So you went the 60 feet back because you were out of the blast range. Yeah. So I'd say you were about 50 feet away.
3: Okay. I run in and get as close as I can, which I guess puts me 20 feet away. Okay. I am going to use Hexblade's Curse on Mordric. Okay. Which I get a plus two to damage, uh, crit on a 19 or 20, and regain four HP if he dies. Okay. And then I'm going to point at Mordric. You step away from him, and then I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Do okay. it. The Eldritch Blast sounds for all the world like a revolver shot, and it smells like gunpowder. Okay. Oh, I did not roll well. Oh, no. That's not very good. That's a 12 to hit.
0: That's not going to do it.
3: Okay. But at the very least, I'm going to try to get his attention. Okay.
0: <sighs> Stump. As you're sort of coming to, you see Mordric standing over you. And he says, you're taking my family from me. The door's going to give them back to me. But only if I can open it. And if I have to kill you, then so damn be it. And he starts to raise the sledgehammer. You hear a BAM of a gunshot ricochet out. You see this blast of energy. What color is Eldritch Blast, Salome?
3: I think it's like a like a flashbang. Like, I think it looks, sounds, smells exactly like a
0: revolver shot. Cool. You just see this flash, and Mordric sort of staggers back. Stump, what do you do to get out of this?
1: I think I scramble to my feet as quickly as possible and go try to run behind something.
0: Okay. Yeah, you, you start to stagger to your feet. As you do, you hear a whiz over your head. And another arrow embeds itself in Mordric's gut. You still don't see where it came from. Mordric drops his hammer, or his sledgehammer, and sort of just falls to his knees, and then sort of just raises his hands in the air and he goes, "Fine. Fine. I'm gonna
1: get my dagger out, and I'm gonna walk o- I'm gonna walk over him and kick away his hammer." I'm going to get real close so the others can't see. Okay. And I'm just going to lean in and pull out my necklace and say,
0: "What is this?" You lean in, you see that tears are rolling down Mordric's face. He looks at the amulet and you and he says, "I I I don't know."
1: What is that? I don't know either. I was hoping you could tell me. And then I stab him.
0: <laughs> you raise your dagger. You see his eyes sort of close as if he's accepting what's happening next. You hear another. <laughs> and an arrow beats you to the punch. Landing at the base of his neck. And he collapses.
1: Can I make a perception check now? If I've been so close, I can kind of see exactly which way the arrow's
0: pointing. Sure. To kind of... 18. Uh, With an 18, you look. You see where this arrow came from. Emerging from behind the food crates that were previously on fire, stands the assassin that you are very familiar with, Stump. The assassin cocks his crossbow and says, Games are over. Give it to me. And that is where we're going to pick up next time.
3: Oh. Yikes. Yikes. I I feel like I keep using Hexblade's curse at the wrong time and it's very upsetting to me.
2: Thanks so much for listening to episode three of Magehand High Five. Shout out to Jacob Kersner for our music and Shane Smith for our logo and cover art. Check out our website at www.magehandhighfive.com and look for us on all of our socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're on Discord. Wherever we may be, we're going to be there at Magehand High Five. Go to your podcatcher of choice. Throw a five-star review our way. It makes a huge help. Share the show around. Tell your friends about us. Tell your enemies about us. Um, Tell my cat. I don't have a cat, but buy me a cat. I will love it. I will take care of it. And then once it's, you know, settled in, tell it about the show because for some reason I cannot get my cat that I don't have to listen to this damn podcast. But do that with the hashtag MHH5. And hey, how about a high five?